I'm not even in that place. Uh-uh. Been moody day today. I'm I'm even thrown off. I'm I'm expecting you to be on like what we're recording. That should have been yesterday, man. <laughs> yesterday was actually a good day. Well, <laughs> it was an interesting day. Why was Can you imagine I did today moody? Because people began on my nerves. Oh, this is about to be a spicy pod. People began on my nerves. This episode will be but spicy. Yeah. Yesterday I did um I don't know if you've heard my DMs are open. It's like a radio four. You know they'd be having them them newsjack type shows. Okay. So they asked me to come and do <laughs> I just got the email out of the blue. And she was like, Are you free tomorrow? Can you come and record? You know, the DMs are open. So I was like, okay, let me call you and see what this entails, you know? I don't want to just commit myself to something I ain't really interested in. And I, you know, she sent me the email. It's interesting. And she was like, oh, are you represented by anyone or do you take care of yourself? So I was like, you know, I told her, you know, I had representation. That's why the text pissed me off because it's like, bro, I could have easily just said, yeah, just send that my way. So, all right, so this guy represent you. Is he, is he just doing live or is he actually doing your TV radio as well? That, yeah, doing TV radio as well. Okay, okay, fair play, fair play. Right? So, and yeah. you know what? The first instinct was to say, yep, yeah, tell them you're represented. You know, don't don't try and get some a fast one and make some, you know, your own little, you know, just be upfront. Same thing with, um, what's it called? Jokes only a Nigerian can tell. They came to me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, I've been in the industry, so people, you know, I, I, can, I can get work. Them, them so, ones are frustrated. When they come to you, you're like... Hey, should I cut the agent out the deal? <laughs> but no, I don't want to because integrity is everything, you know? I hear you, bro, but yo. If, <laughs> what do you mean you, you hear me? That's what you should be saying. No, no, no. I'm, I, what I'm saying to you is I do the same thing. But after however many damn near 60 episodes of Boys and Quarters, I'm like, if we ever want to get ahead, bro, we have to start cutting people out the deal, bro. We need to start becoming those kingpins that that screw over the distribution. We need to do something. <laughs> we are I don't mind, screwing over, the, I don't mind screwing over the distribution. You know, I don't mind, you know, the, the, you know, I don't mind, but, and, you know, I did the radio thing and it was nice because um, Athena was there. Um, I can't remember, I can't pronounce the woman's. Do you know Sikisa? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know Sikisa? Yeah. Wow, yeah, her. No, as in, like, I can't see the name either. I can't, I'm not sure. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, she was there. Um, Finley, something I can't remember his surname, but he was there. Ali, okay. he's a, a social media dude who I did the Asian comedy network with. He was there. So, okay. you know, it was a nice little cast. It was nice little people. You know, I knew everyone there and we had a yeah. good time. Then my agent, you know, booked me for this gig. They sent the email out and I ignored it mm-hmm. because it just didn't look like something I was interested in. And Major goes ahead and books me for it. Okay. So I'm thinking, you know, whatever. But funny enough, both things were in 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 like walking distance of my house. When okay. I say walking distance, it would have been like a good 40-minute walk. But mm-hmm. I do that. But um so they were nice, like the other one was in Liverpool Street. So they were local gigs, they were close proximity. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But when I got to the gig yesterday, it was in Spitfields Market. And it's one of these things where it's like, we've got a venue, let's put on a comedy show. <laughs> then what? 
Oh my God! It was in a in a bar at the loft in Spitalfields. Okay. There's a strike. I, There's a tube strike. Go on. I need to start doing that out here, bro. I need to just hear all these, all these, <laughs> uh, all these slightly underused shisha lounges. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Help a five-a-side football team. Fuck it. Just <laughs> yeah. On the pitch, let's do stand. Whatever up, you want, do baby. Because it's Yo. getting there now. And I said to the comics, the comic there, his name was Sheet. I think he knows you. He said, you recommended me for a gig in Reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That Donny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That Donny. He's, you know, he's he's on his game. He's on his... He's he's four years in, so he's still... Still wet behind the ears. You know how this is? Yeah, no, I respect it. I respect it highly, because in terms of, like, running the gig, he's running it pretty well, actually. Um, and he's using that as an opportunity to get on stage regularly, which we all did back in the day. You run something so you can get on stage. So I respected it. Um, and, and I, you know, obviously it wasn't like it's big money or anything like that, but I was like, no, nah, if you want quality comics, like, and that's why I put your name forward. So it's a nice gig. It's, that's cool. Okay. So he was comparing and it wasn't a venue, Allah. You know, like, it was like a bar, but it was an open plan bar. Right, and so you could see the shops that had closed for the day on the side. There was noise everywhere because there was so much going on within Spitterfield's market. Do you see what I'm saying? It wasn't yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. There were people sitting at the back who didn't want to be part of the comedy show, but they have every had every right to sit there because it was a bar. Yeah. And there was in total, I'd say eight people. Yo, the way you said total, I was expecting a proper <laughs> number, bro. Eight. I'd say eight people. They were young too. They were young, nice little young audience. Um, and, you know, we've been here, done this, you know, you've just been here, done this, you know? Yeah. And it was just one of them ones when I got there, I was just like, this is why I didn't want to accept the email. This is, this is not. And the fee was 80 quid. Now, normally on a, on a Wednesday, you could do an 80 quid. But when yeah. they tell you it's back, so you're like, come on. Oh, come okay. on, brother. What's going on? We oh, no, to man. text man into this. Oh, oh, look, man. I was like, I'm done with this, man. I'm honestly done. I was done. I was pissed. That's up. But I was cool. The show, you know, I was professional. I played the yeah. gig. I didn't do material like how you structure in a club. I just went yeah. up the dome and was fuck, you know, having a good Whoa, time. Of course. Pause, pause, pause. What's I just went off the head? top, off the head. Or whoa, whatever. Whoa. That's not really a pause, though. That's not really pause because <laughs> I went off the head. You know what I mean? It's, it's like if he said, you know, you know how pause is, but that's not a pause. But I just went off the top. Okay. And, um, you know, they were cool. They were cool for the vibe. But it, it was not nothing I needed, you know? Yeah. And I so that's what went. But I was cool with that. But when you yeah. text me this morning... That, that text that he sent me, I was just thinking, are you fucking serious? Yeah, bro, that frustration you get when the, when the gigs ain't lifting your spirits and then somebody wants to bring you business side of things. <laughs> bro! So, hey. Like, you know, you, know, you, know, you know, if you're on tour, if you're on tour, you're making like a good chunk of money and like there's some business stuff and blah, blah, blah. You'd be like, all right, whatever, man, let's just get it done. But when the money ain't right, and then on top of that, you're still giving me wahala. Oh man! Especially when the day before, the same, just the same day, you know, I they came to me with the radio thing. I was like, was their feet? They were like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I'm on. Get up the agent to sort it out. Yeah, you just handed like you you basically out here working for him and handling. Bro, I just handed you the plea on the plate. 
You talking about yeah, we're gonna get that signed from me. Of course you're gonna get it signed. <laughs> you know her talk, that business talk. Yeah, we're just gonna dot the eyes, cross the T's. We're gonna, gonna lock get that in. <laughs> Lock that down. This nigga, this nigga posted on Facebook, big up to Fumbi, he's going to be on Radio 4. I was like, my, my guy, I ain't even recorded it yet. Oh, this is why I called this you. That's hilarious. why I messaged you straight away. That's why I messaged you saying, yo, bro, when are we going to record? Because I'm stressed out, bro. I'm tired. Yo, hey, this is an agent-free zone. No agents, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you need to oh. turn the mic on and talk, bro, because this is stress. <laughs> does, your like, pro- does your agent promote the pods? I don't think he knows I do it. Wow. <laughs> you know when you start, fair, you know when you start hiding anything. stuff from them. <laughs> to be fair, he'll promote anything. Because, you know, me and Joe both have the same agent, did it? So Joe be messaging me like, man, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first started, yeah. Hey, right, getting yeah. signed to an agent was like it's such a it's I look back now and it's such a such a dead flex, but yeah. comics like who so who are you with? It's just like yeah. the truth is, yeah, all agents ain't worth the damn. They ain't worth a damn. It's just that they're locked in the industry and they can handle shit you just don't need to deal with. And that's what the benefit is. Other than that, I'm telling you, if you're signed to a rat, if the rat can get you work and you pop, that rat's going to make millions. Yeah. And then he'll sign some other agents to ask talking about, I've got Fumbi. Because <laughs> I've signed to big agents. I've signed to the big agencies. And it went nine. Yeah. They were just hoping for what you will do. So as a creative or as the act, you have to remember the, the, the responsibility of the work, of the talent lies on you, not your agent. And do you know what it is as well, though? I feel like this is something that isn't always clear in the UK because we use the terms interchangeably. But you're supposed to get an agent and you're supposed to have a manager. And the agent is, is there to, to do business and to try and cut things out. But the manager is supposed to be crafting your career. Somebody who manages an act is supposed to be looking at you 360, like, okay, this is I'm coming to your gigs. This is what you did well. This is what you may need to work on. You know, this is what the, the your general uh, direction is. This is where we're going to try and position you. All of that kind of stuff. Now, in the UK, we just kind of throw everything together. But the truth is, a lot of acts, on, a lot of people ain't getting managed. You're getting, you're getting basically represented. Just, you're getting, you're just getting represented exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's why I, I understand why both sides can end up quite frustrated in the situation because agents kind of go like, "Hey, what do you want from me?" But really, agents are supposed to take like five percent. Managers are supposed to take like ten. But these guys wanted to say their managers and, and agents and take 15. These but you know what? It's in that Sean Walsh short film when he's talking to the agent and you see what she was just saying. She couldn't yeah. even hear him. You'll be on TV again. <laughs> <laughs> the best part when she was like, you've got your health. Man, fuck my health. And then she would be want to say that sometimes. I got my health. I'm about to jump out the window, blood. When he said, yeah, how are comics who are not doing as good as me? Why don't they just kill themselves? I said to myself, bro, we've asked ourselves the same question. Bro. Do you know how many times hey, you get... You... Yo, Ole, Ole, were you driving on that M25, boy, from that gig in, in Bellensbury? <laughs> That's all it takes, bro. That's... And, and, you, and, and you died on your ass, and you didn't even break even? <laughs> and there's a mad diversion now? Oh, bro, I'm oh. done. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Bro, 
Bro, you I'm, don't know how many bro, times people don't know, you know, as a comic. Sometimes you get home, yeah, you need, like, your wife could be ass naked in the thong. Depending on how the drive and that gig was, you could just walk in the house and say, listen, man, put some clothes on, okay? It's cold outside. <laughs> You're here trying to Wait. get dick every single What's wrong with you? Come on, man. That's how you got to have me turning on the heat in here. You know how much heat is, bro. <laughs> right, you, know much right. you know how much I make today? You know how much I make today? <laughs> People don't know, man. People don't be knowing. Dude, that shit bro. is depressing, yo. But well, when you get to the hey, when I got to Warrington, right in Warrington, yeah. and they gave me a hotel with a key, I said, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if I'm bro. built for this dog. Bro, the day I stayed in Warrington, I put my own accommodation. I stayed in a pub, bro. I didn't know pubs were still public houses. This was this was a public house. How was it? Was it nice? <laughs> bro, it was bog standard. It it was it wasn't it wasn't like terrible or anything like that. It was just you know you know when um. You know, whenever they shoot like uh, like a single guy, a, a, a town country murder. Not even that, not even that, because this one was like on a high road. This one was like, you know, when they shoot like a guy who's got divorced, he's lost everything, he's moved into a bed set and he's sipping tea in a very small room. That's what it was like. But the, the maddest thing was, the sad thing was, I was leaving on the Sunday. I came down 8 a.m. to check out and head to the train station. There's a man in there having a pipe. I was like, yo, 8 a.m. on a Sunday. Well, here's the thing. On a Sunday, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. On a Sunday, on a, a. a. day, yo, on the weekday, Tuesday or Wednesday, when the sun, the hottest day, that hot day. Hey, I saw a brother with a Stella at nine o'clock in the morning. I actually put in my family. Is it too early for a Stella? <laughs> I see people doing that at the airport. They got six a.m. flights. They're like, I need a, I need a quick party. Yeah, I can understand like, that. I can I, understand. I cannot. That. I cannot. Why not? You're getting turned. Six a.m. Hey, when we used to go to Amsterdam, yeah. Then hey, to be fair, the coach. it's six a.m. early or late because if you right, were right. all night. But also, when we used to go to Amsterdam, yeah, we used to leave at like eleven to get yeah. to Dover for like two. My yeah. fuckers would be down in Henny on the coach. I used to walk around saying, "There's no rave tonight," you know. I just wanna just wanna let you know. <laughs> <laughs> you get in turn for a long lap. <laughs> That's all it is. Yo, but that eleven hey, p.m. to two a.m. Yo, but Ola. By, by Sunday, yeah, by Monday, yeah, them men have no energy left. That's it, man. No stamina. <laughs> you bust that nut on the coach, then you had the first <laughs> rave, but the but man's just sitting. <laughs> when we gonna do Bible study, man? Yeah, he's, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It's hey, when Bible I go studies. to that, that hotel, Warrington's a weird place here because I swear it was just it's just a it's a what they call it a sleeper town, isn't it? Yeah. Like you don't you don't bring a family there, do you? I've never said, guys, let's, let's go to Warrington now. <laughs> <laughs> I barely took myself, to be fair. That's I barely took myself. No, I'm know, being honest with you, bro. I'm being honest with you. You said there's the drinking in the mornings are mad this year. What about the McDonald's breakfast? Was it wrong that as I got up at six in the morning to get the fuck out of Warrington, there was a queue there? I was thinking, y'all ain't, ain't going to do no full English on my Y'all ain't going to eat green this morning? Do you know it says breakfast on it? So I'm going to give it a pass, bro. McDonald's breakfast. It does back, to be fair. McDonald's would breakfast you leave has, your yard? has saved would you leave your yard? Would you leave your yard for McDonald's breakfast? There was a time so, when I would so, Hold on, hold on. Who's so? Because, let's be honest, it finishes at 10.30. Yo, there was a time when I would have, and I did. But well, what now... What time is it, though? What I'm saying I have, is, would you wake up 8 have, in the morning, brush your teeth, put your little slip, put your shoes on? I'm going to get a McDonald's breakfast. Would you do that? Not exactly, but kind right. of. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because from my wife and I, we used to enjoy it. it made it kind of like a thing for us. We drive okay. up, but we, we wouldn't like get dressed up for it or anything like that. But it'd be like, let's just get McDonald's breakfast or sometimes order it in. But now I've got a steady wage, bro. Now, now I've got that to five. I, I didn't change. Now I feel like What's I it now, player? What's this? What, what are we doing now, dog? Now I, I got to be at the cafes. Where the where the where the coffee? Yo yo has... yo 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 yo. Where the water comes on a boat, we boy. Name the bro. Coffee, that she swim. That she floats in onto your table. Bro, I need them coffee. Them coffee cups that got a story. These coffee beans were hand picked. <laughs> hey yo, on the mountains hey, of Ethiopia. I was Ethiopia. with my sister. I was with my sister the other day. We had lunch where she works. There yeah. was a cafe next to where she works. Where mm. she works is in like uh, it's 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 near Shoreditch area. It's like Liverpool, not Liverpool, Hackney Road. It's on Hackney Road. The, you know those areas are gentrified now, right? Like, you could just tell what the cities are about. But you, there's no place you can't eat in Hackney now. But they have a cafe in a cafe. <laughs> I said, where is another cafe? <laughs> like, it's just, eat trees galore. <laughs> we were in one of those cafes, right? Where they brought the cups. It was gaunt, like gauntlets, like little... <laughs> Like in the medieval times, I felt like I was like some some Egyptian king in this. I was like, mm, when are we taking over the world? I thought we were drinking blood or something. Like it's levels yeah. now. You can't just bring a cup. Remember, came and someone brings you a glass. Excuse me. That was scary. Got his glass in his mouth. <laughs> Bro, so that's where we're at now, yeah. Bruh. My nose is too low for you. No, it's not. It's not that really that it's too low. I was still. Man, said to me, I got a time. steady wage now. Nigga, living different. <laughs> The mentality is different, bro. Oh god! You see, yeah. you see, see how a steady wage changes a motherfucker. Imagine a sixty oh, million dollar. Imagine a sixty million dollar Netflix deal. You'd be blocking family. Listen, man, we can't do this no more. We've been going on for too long now. <laughs> <laughs> oh been, shoot! So I say, people, that I've been wanting to say something to you, but I really had the time. Nah, the time. <laughs> I really had the money, not the time. I really had the money. <laughs> time is money, baby. Time is money. <laughs> I really have the money. Hey, it's funny. Every time I hear someone tell a story about Diddy, yeah, this is how mm. I know if they tell the story, if they're saying the story is true. There's one key word they always have to use. So Napoleon from the Outlaws was telling the story about how he snatched a mic out of Puffy's hand. They were wanting them to do a tribute show to Tupac in it. And, you know, this is so, if this is, this is life in a nutshell. The Outlaws knew Puff did not like Puff at all. Right? Okay. But Puffy's a businessman. He's willing to put hit him up. Your mom's a hoe. You fuck your bitch. He's willing to put that to the side for the greater good. He knows what this will look like. A unity in hip hop. Everybody's like, Aah. and then you sell records, right? Now, the outlaws, Napoleon was like, I couldn't do that. The other outlaws are like, look, this would be good for our career. It wouldn't, but <laughs> what's that chance? Just that chance. And that's the world in a nutshell. Doesn't matter how much you think women together, men together, black together, just throw that little dynamic in and see how people will change because you're thinking of the opportunity ahead. So what, they had to convince... Okay, okay, I was going to ask, what's that one word that you know the... Well, we'll get there. So they okay. had to convince the kid, right, to do the show. So he mm. says, cool, you know, I'll do it, right? But he said in his head, he was going to snatch the mic out of Puffy's hand wants to show his life, right? So he gets to the show, all the homies is there. He's highly intoxicated, right? That rehearsals, this nigga saw the lights and thought it was the live show. 
He said I was so drunk. The lights came out. I thought we live. Yeah, he so he's rapping and Diddy gets next to him and he snatches the mic out of his hand. And then they, you know, it breaks up, you know, blah, 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 blah. They usher him out and he gets word. You know, they usher him out to a part of the room in MTV's where MTV were filming. He gets word Diddy wants to um, talk to him. So he said he went with the big homie, you know, they went to a room where Diddy, he said, but he can't have none of the outlaws there, just him. Because, you know, them niggas is from the street. He doesn't want promotion. <laughs> of course, of course. Don't get me wrong. Puffy, but he said when he got in the room, Puffy had all these niggas there. Puffy had the killers on deck. <laughs> but this is when, this is when I knew the story was true. He said, as he walked in, he sat down, he was like, yo, man, why you do that, playboy? I was like, yep, that's Puffy. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the word was playboy. I was thinking the word was playboy. Yo, why you do that, playboy? I was like, yep, that's Puffy. <laughs> Oh, that was hilarious. That was because the, the whole time of the story, I was thinking, I knew the story was true because so many people have told it, but I've never heard Napoleon tell it. So when he was like, and I never heard that side where he said he called him to the room. So he's like, yo, 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 why you do that, Playboy? I was like, yeah, that's Puff still. That was definitely Puff. That's definitely <laughs> that Playboy. Yeah. I love that. It's man. so funny when people say, you know, Puffy shafted his asses. And it's like, bro, that's that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, we've discussed this a couple of times, but yo, I, I, I feel like the the, the story is always told, well, by told, the told from the right, 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 yeah. from the person who you know. And if you're the if you're the the lion, you ain't got to talk yeah. about why you why you tore his ass off. You ain't got to tell that. Exactly. <laughs> you, know? you don't see lions explaining themselves. Exactly. So there's no way that you could ever really go to Diddy and be like, oh, you screwed these guys. I was like, what do you mean? They signed deals. No, no, no. You'd be like, yo, Diddy, man, you screwed Mace over. Do you want to sign for Bad Boy or not? Yeah, I want to sign. I want to sign. (laughs) (laughs) This is it. This is exactly it. If Diddy calls me today, if Diddy calls us today, your playboys. (laughs) (laughs) It's Diddy for real. Oh, it's Diddy for real. (laughs) That nigga's a playboy. You you gonna see me change this to Playboy's quarters? <laughs> yeah, boy, baby. If Big Diddy said I want to invest in boys' quarters, you think I'm gonna like this? Yo, you gonna shaft us like you shafted Mace? How about this? You know Mace ain't never respect you the way I thought you should get respect in these streets. <laughs> and you know, and I just want to say for the record, I did not agree with anything Park said in Hit 'Em Up. Mm. That's what I'll be saying to Pop. I did not agree with anything. Puck said and hit him up. I know you had nothing to do with that shooting, Puck. Mm, I'll be like, yo, I I never listened to that song again. Uh, <laughs> Bro, I'll be doing I, the shuffle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> to be fair, you've done that already. Like, it's it's ridiculous how they put their lips on us. It's, it's the go-to for every enjoyment uh, bit that you do on the pod. Yes. We're, we're damn near sponsored by Puffy at this point. No, don't say if that. If it, was, if it wasn't for the park court every week, you'd think this was an East Coast podcast. You know, yeah, if Puffy sponsored boys' quarters, oh, my God. We have to change our clothes. We'd be out in shiny suits. Um, we'd be having Ciroc bottles all over our place. Bad boy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> boys' quarter, baby. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing, yeah. The no matter what you quarters. say, no matter what you say, an endorsement from Puff is an endorsement from Puff, man. You just... <laughs> You're not going to think of Mace's contract. You're going to think of yours, you know? I remember I was watching one of them. Okay, the but did you, th- did you think that when Burner Boy went and got Puff's endorsement? Did Burner Boy get Puff's endorsement? 
Yeah, on his last album, his uh, puff he puff became a exec producer. The puff's voice yeah. is on there. Yeah, puff's talking yeah. rubbish. Puff's like, yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Yeah. we had to go but and he, feel. But if you want to impress the music, was like, but if you want to impress New York, you need either Puffy or Jay Z. What you gonna do? You gonna get Noriega? <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you don't do get genuine. You need the big dog. Why do you think Eminem was so successful? Because he had the big dog right behind him. We were just like this. If Dre likes him, then she. <laughs> it's different. If he came with yeah. Jermaine Dupri, we'd be like this. Mm, I don't know, you know, so so deaf. Y'all don't really hear this like that. But you come with Dre? Imagine if you come to play basketball the other day and you're like, yo, um, from B, you know, I'm going to play your basketball. I'm like, yo, bitch, you can't play basketball. Yeah, you know, me and my cousin are going to play. Cool, me and my cousin are going to come. And you're walking with Kobe Bryant. <laughs> you say your cousin was Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I swear, I swear, like, every every sitcom on Trouble had an episode like that where it's like, oh, yo. It's beautiful. <laughs> they don't have the cameo be like, some lady from yeah. the WNBA comes in. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like, yeah. yeah. like this the episode. The guys are going, yo, girls can't hoop. And they'd be like, yeah. what do you mean? What do you mean? We can hoop. My right, cousin don't don't do The guys don't train. The guys are messing about. The guys are stunning on the girls. They're right at the very end. Someone, Lisa from WNBA yeah, Lisa comes Leslie. in. Lisa Leslie comes in and starts tearing these guys' asses up. And they look so stupid. That's literally like that. the whole She doesn't start tearing their asses up. The guys start letting her tear their asses up. <laughs> Because the choreography, you're just like, yo, man, play some D, my nigga. Play some D. <laughs> yo, they start breaking ankles on the first play. You're like, yo, what's that? Niggas is falling over. I'm like, yo, she ain't even turned the ball that quick. <laughs> oh, it's just like... Uh, yo, yo if, you're, if you're one of those actors and you you have to act that part out, isn't there part of you that must be like, hey, let me no, just... Because you're not, you're, you know, there was a screener one time. Like, no, 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 scared. you're not a professional baller. You're not a professional baller. I, I know. Believe, I believe if you're Kobe Bryant in that situation, she got one, she got one of those to get by. She starts doing a madness now. You got to dunk on her. <laughs> she starts getting nice with it, like you know, doing no looks in your face. Nah, we acting, baby. Keep it real. <laughs> you're just yeah. gonna be shooting over Jordan. It's gonna be like, this is fun. Jordan dunked on Michael in jam. They're like, yo, it's just Michael's video. I'm telling you, man. Have you ever seen uh, the Michael Kids in episode where Michael gets to go to base uh, basketball camp with Michael Jordan? I haven't seen that one. No. Okay, there's an episode where he gets the, he wins this ticket, he gets a chance to go to basketball camp, and it's basically like it's meant to be for kids. But Mike, Mike is such a big uh, MJ fan, and throughout the whole episode, MJ is just a douchebag to him. Like he's, you know, like he already has that kind of like reputation. In the show, it was like a full-on douchebag to him. He was like, he's not trying to do like the oh, and then he falls over. But like, no, Michael was really getting his ass torn up. Like MJ was really out there to show that I'm the top dog. To be fair, I think that's the only way MJ was gonna have it. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna appear on the show to look dumb. Yeah, he's I like, think he even told. I think he said my wife and who. <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah, the he when he first heard. Like MJ was a prick. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like people don't like I, when I watched um, the last dance. I was like, I did not know he was just slick talking. I've got that sense over a period of time, man. I've been like realizing. He's an it. Arsehole. he told Kobe Bryant, "You can wear the shoes, but you never feel them." <sighs> Kobe started shooting freeze in his sleep. This nigga gonna be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be wrong. 
<laughs> but sometimes your idol is the one. Listen, if you remember your idol, you might see him as if you're the new kid coming on the block. Imagine going up to Roger Federer, man. Uh, you know, you everybody's touted you as the next Federer. You hitting four hands like a mother, but you ain't won the Grand Slams yet, right? Mm. Federer's still in the same tournament. You ain't walking up to him like you know. Uh, I can't wait to be, you know. Get your ass out my face. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to trying to play tennis. It's like when Venus lost to Coco. Coco was 15 at the time, and Venus lost. Venus is 40, and she lost. Yeah. They were trying to give some in the press room, trying to give some. You know, she she said she was. It was. Did it make you feel? She was like, I lost a game of tennis. I was like, damn. <laughs> that, that's she was, cold. Not here, she was not here for the narrative. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you're still playing the game. Yeah. You know? And sometimes it's best for your idol to give you that. Who are you? Because that will burn the fire. That will build the fire in you. You understand? Yeah. If your idol, if your idol plays you close, you know a threat. Okay, but Nas, Nas was cool with uh, J Cole. No, he said he didn't like his song. He said it wasn't hot, and then, then that's why he said I can't believe I let Nas down. Yeah, and then Nas was like, "You made me proud." Yeah, but he thought he, he, he still didn't give him his. Everybody was like, "No, no," he said, "Yeah, it's alright." He could have said, "Yeah, kid, son, kid, ho." He said, "No, nah, I ain't feeling that." But then you know. He, he said, I can't believe I didn't know, because Nas didn't rate the album like that. He was, not that he said he was rubbish, he just didn't give him that hype praise. But so when okay. he said, I can't believe, he said, no, you didn't let me down. You made me proud. I'm just saying, you know, there's more for me. Yeah, fair, fair play, man. Fair play. You know, and that, that, that made J. Cole put that pen in. To be fair, he, he's the J. Cole side, like, <laughs> growing his hair out, trying to try something. <laughs> Yo, and, 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 and you know what? At first, I didn't like J. Cole because I was like, why would you even write a song called I Can't Believe? It? Who the fuck is Nas? But now, J. Cole's <laughs> beast. Like, I see he had to go through that to where he is now. Now he's fucking J. Cole. Now he, you can see his influences. You know, he's that, he's that, you know, he gives me that 90s vibe hip hop when you listen to him, man. A guy that yeah. can just tell a story, paint a picture, put his emotions, yeah. his vulnerabilities into a song, you know, and you just connect yeah. with it. So I like J. Cole, but I understood yeah. at the time I thought it was corny. Like even that song, Big Brother, Eminem, and like, no, bro, no, no, this I don't like dick sucking songs in hip hop. When you held so, me, I held you back. When you lost, I was found, brother. I was like, come on, bro, we're hip hop artists, man. Where is this because of the nose? <laughs> what? What's wrong with you, man? What happened to rubbing niggas because they came home too early? What's happened to those days? <laughs> Wait, so you, you don't you don't appreciate any? Showing another rapper love songs in terms of rap music. Not the way Eminem and Dre did it, no. Okay, what about the way Kanye did it? Which one is that one? Uh, my big brother was big brother. Oh, that was just, that was just, it. I mean, talk about lollygagging at the highest. I just threw up. It's like, you know, when Jay comes on, on, like if the like when the Breakfast Club have the chance to interview the big dogs, I'm talking Jay Z, Nas. Have you ever watched those interviews and thought to yourself, how much calm can one guy take? Relax. Um, when, you, when you were born, is it true that in the hospital, like everybody started freestyling? Yeah, you know that's that's what happened. I mean, like it's like. <laughs> so I don't like it on the song. Okay. You know. Because here's so, the thing, I feel like, so I feel that, like everybody is, should... Isn't that interesting, though, that we can all enjoy diss tracks, but can we find a song where somebody's actually showing You know why? Love? Because diss tracks are real. 
here's the thing, Ola. It's all about the sincerity behind it. You understand what okay. I'm saying? It has you don't, to be sincerity. You don't think Kanye looks so, after Jay Z like that? No, because you saw the. Have you not seen the things he said about him since then? It was a commercial thing for them. I don't think they have a bond like that. I don't think they're boys like that. They're not off the same block. Jay Z used to look at him as a soft rapper. So it's a business move from them. They're not. I don't think there is a. So I put it like this: When Biggie died and Tupac died, right? Big uh, blah, 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 blah. Diddy released "Every Step I Take," which is a big hit as a tribute song. But when you mm-hmm. listen to the words, it's very empty as a tribute song. Are you feeling me? Okay, I never thought. Okay, that. let me land. Let me land. Let me land. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. a second. Yeah. If you look at Tretch, tribute song to Tupac, "More You Till I Join You," you get a true sense of they must have come up together. Because there's a genuine connection that they had, whereas Biggie and Diddy was literally artists and and and, and owner. They were yeah. friends. Don't get me wrong; they did build a relationship. But he wants see gutter, you know. He wants okay. season. He wasn't from the you know from the block. Now, if they could pen their thoughts, they would have way more substance in their contribute songs than Diddy did. Diddy was like, "It's kind of hard when you not around." Still can't believe you're gone. But there's no, there's no way, there's no way that Diddy wrote that though. So I'm, I'm, I want to find out well, who wrote. Oh, wait, 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 wait! You don't, you don't think Diddy wrote that? That's not hard. <laughs> who, who, who was like this? Listen, Diddy, I'm gonna really simplify this so you can flow. Oh man, let me find out who like who actually wrote that. Why you're looking for that? Now, if you look at Treacher's tribute song to Tupac, it was one of the best because he knew Pac. So it was like it was Manny on the PE tour when we matched. Damn, don't even seem like seven years passed. Both homies now roadies at the hood on the scene. You did the hump to with the you, I did the walk with the queen. Those are facts. You see what I'm saying? He's mm. taking you on the journey of how I knew you. There's a sign, there's a there's a line he says a whole time, a little time got by my whole. Not got rocked. My lady, my lady waking me up yelling, church, Pac got shot. Then he goes, soon as I get there, I find Afini urging me, saying, convince my baby don't leave after surgery. You feel what I'm saying? Mm. Those are feeling like, bro. But I, how much of that is just being a stronger artist? True. But that's the point, though. That's the point I'm trying to make. I don't get, no, because, like, you can still have a genuine connection with somebody and not be a great artist, so a great, like, well-worded mm-hmm. song doesn't come mm-hmm. out of it. Well, they, well, look at the Eminem <laughs> and the Big Brother song. Or the Kanye one and the, the Kanye and the Jay-Z one. Tell me the lyrics of Kanye and my Big Brother. And my, I bet it's when you buy a Benz, I buy a Benz. I bet it's all that. Oh, don't do that, man. Let's, Yo, let's I mean... go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> you were calling it. I told you. Let's hit the connection in the song. My Big Brother's my Big Brother. Yeah, I mean, he was he was talking about his relationship with with uh, Jay Z. Pull up the okay. lyrics. Let's go. All right, let's go. Some bars here. It's not about bars. No, it's about. No, I'm trying to tell you about the. No, because you're, you're making it like, like if, if the bars at, are good, then it means the connection's good. And I'm saying it's not necessarily about how good the I'm bars saying, are. I'm saying I'm saying the connection of the friendship will determine how good the bars become. Hit me. Okay, so, so I dropped you in there. See, I dropped that on you there. Uh, I said the connection brother, of the friendship would determine how strong the bars would become. Go ahead. I, I respect it. I respect it. You're, you're, I want to hear Big Brother lyrics. All right. So chorus is my big brother was Big's brother. Used to be Damon Big's brother, who was hip-hop brother, who was no ID friend, no ID my mentor. Let the story begin. It was the hard luck life tour sellout. 
picture us in the morgue, copping iceberg, yelling out jiggle. Yeah, that's what we yell out, yell out. You know the names so I don't want to sp spell out or tell about J-A-Y and yay so shy that he won't even step to his idol and say hi. Standing there like a mime and let the chance pass by. Back of my mind, he could change your life. With all these beats I did, at least let him hear it. At least you can brag to your friends back at the gig. But he got me my mama, he got me out my mama crib, then he helped me get my mama crib. Did my big brother, blah, blah, blah. And he continues to tell the story. Fresh off the plane, I'm off the baseline. Nothing handed out, I'm about to take mine. Around the same time of that blueprint one, and these, blue, these beats in my pocket was the blueprint for him. I'd play my little songs in that old back room. He'd bob his head and say, damn, oh, that's you? But by the Black Album, I was blacking out, partying SOBs, and we had a packed crowd. Big Brother got his show up at Madison Square, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to be there. But not only did I not you get a chance what? to spit you know it, Carline told me I could buy two tickets. You know what? This, so, is a, this is a good song. It's a good song. That, that, it's really this is what I'm saying. It's not a lolly game. <laughs> no, he's telling, he's telling his story because it's a real story. It's like, yeah, you know yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of like feeling like, oh, that's my big yeah. brother. Like, I, you yeah. feel kind of away. But I, I don't believe it's sincere, though. I believe it's a bunch of, you know, cool words. I don't think it's anything sincere. Only because of how Kanye behaves now. Do you see what I'm saying? But he still behaves like... Even it's like, like, it's like, like, it's like, that, it's like you know, it's like, you know, you know, it's like if Snoop... And it's like, you know, no matter how Snoop and Dre may, you know, there's never a, a, what's the word? A disrespect. You know, mm. you know like Kanye going on, I know you got killers, Jay. It's like all that weird shit. It's like, is that your boy or are you, are you high? You know, okay. and that's why I don't believe, I believe Kanye does everything for, for business as opposed to sincerity. Do you see what I'm saying? I think it's a look. It's like, you know, they'd be asking us questions. Back to, it's just to sell records. I don't believe the sincerity behind it. I think Kanye does everything for a look. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's. So that's why I don't. No... So, like, I think the song is dope. Like, the lyrics are they were dope lyrics. It's a dope story yeah. to listen to. I just don't buy yeah. the sincerity behind it. So, same as Eminem and Dre, it was more like a, you know, let's collaborate together, you know, that big brother. That's why I've got. Sorry. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hold on. Can you hear me? What's it called? It's because I listen to battle rappers all year. <laughs> and it's like, there's a rapper called DNA and his mentor, if you like, the guy who, you know, looked after him is Charlie Clips. They're both battle rappers. Charlie Clips is a big battle rapper. They're both big battle rappers. And so he was battling T-Rex, who's another legend. And he was like, Clips lover, probably got a song with him now called Big Brother. And everybody laughed. <laughs> and that just kind of killed, that kind of killed the Big Brother movement like don't be doing songs like that probably got a song now called big brother and everybody just laughed oh don't see this is what i'm saying though it's just funny no but it's just that negativity man like somebody's out of all of the, the... Remember, Ola, i remember Ola, Ola, Ola. all i said was i questioned the sincerity behind those no i get you i believe I, get... I love a positive shout out i love a positive a real heartfelt song where you, where you said bro that's a that's a you know as opposed to a you know. Yeah, no, no, I hear you. I hear your point, man. And it's I know like that... common. It's like common. Mm. Queen, I ain't seen you in a minute. If we get our songs together, <laughs> the cameras can get it. We can hold hands in Taiwan and walk in cold sands. We can eat sneeze in the sheets and be like you and me. Then they get married since. <laughs> Yo, I keep saying it. I it's a hustle. 
but someone needs to clip out all your free stars because that was flipping fire. <laughs> That's how you can walk on cold sands. <laughs> You know what? Girls be like this. I want to work on cold sands. But you know what cold sand is? Just come and send it. Have women asking you for things that are not possible. I want to burn yeah. candles in the sea while they eat fish. Nobody does that. <laughs> not even common does that. Uh, I'm finished. <laughs> That's why I started to realize these niggas are different. Like, common can speak game to a girl in a different way. That nigga's got... Sanaa Lathan, Serena Williams, the black correspondent woman. We thought, rah, Common's doing White House women now. Come on, man. That's hilarious. (laughs) There's always a sincerity I'm questioning. I love it when it's real. Pause. I don't know know if that's a pause. It's like Dear Mama. Look at the reason why Dear Mama is so heartfelt was because man said it was hell hugging up my mama from my jail cell. And even as yeah. a crack fiend, everyone's like this, you just gonna put your mama business out there? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Nigerians, I was not a crack fiend. I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> you know, that realness. So you can see people try to do their mama songs after that, but because they were looking for the commercial, no, their mom stayed at home, their mom be cooking and everything. They just didn't have, you know, the sincerity behind it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I think part of Again, hold on, that was a good song, though. You even read it. Well, I was like, this, I'm going to play this. I ain't really feel this big brother tree like this. <laughs> no, I remember, like, the, only, the thing that I mainly liked about it was the fact that it was very sincere. And that's, and, and, and that's what I felt anyway. And I always felt like Kanye was sincere in both his, um, his delusions of grandeur, his actual grandeur, and the times where he's felt very self-conscious and inferior. I feel like he's been very consistent in all of those true expressions. And to be honest, I really identified with it because I really felt, when I was coming up, uh, in terms of growing up and I was maybe around uni times, that's when I really became like a strong Kanye fan. And I was like, nobody fully, like when people think of me and think of me as, as, uh, as an arrogant person, and I'm very, 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 very open about the things that I'm very insecure about, the things that really get me down, the things that I feel like are big weaknesses for me. And the fact that people still just hear arrogance of me, I'm like, it, I feel that that same frustration or that same like duality that he's always depicting, which is that he's so self-conscious, but at the same time, it's kind of like he has to use his arrogance as a steam to power his dreams. Like, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's a, it's a dual thing. And I, I think I've kind of mellowed out but, since those times. Uh, but, but maybe he hasn't. I think he's got more and more deep in. But, but the thing is, Kanye... It's a real thing. Kanye's a character. Kanye is a character. Kanye West is a character. And he doesn't even pen his rhymes. So every rhyme is structured to feed that ego, to feed that character. So when he says, mm-hmm. I use my arrogance as my dream to power my schemes, fair enough. But then he became that person. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know, that but that... Person. That's my point, though. It's Same, like you let when, everything creep in. You know, you yeah. became that that asshole. But this is this, this is that's what I was saying, and I'm. But I think it's just that it's something that we all have to figure out in life, right? Like I've I've kind of been in a very similar situation to Kanye. Now you can go one route, which is that you double down, you go all the way in, make a show of it, blah blah blah, and you could end up becoming a billionaire, or you go my route, which is way more steady. Uh, I've got a wife and two kids. No one really knows who I am. 
just this guy who does a porn, do some stand-up, blah, blah, blah. And I don't feel manic. I'm not on any medication or anything like that. I think my life's evened out, but I don't get that, you know, the same benefits that maybe you got. So it is a bit of a trade-off. And I think maybe this is just a chance for us to understand that, like, look, it starts off in a very real place. I think most people kind of feel college dropout because they feel these genuine feelings of um, frustration and, and just this excitement to finally be where he wants to be. But it's like, where does he go from there? Does he just stay constantly going, oh, nobody likes Who me. Cares? I can't make it in. Who ca- Your job is to make music. I don't care where you go. Your job is to make music. That's it. That's it. Okay. But I'm, I'm talking about your, from there, your artist's journey. The huh? artist's journey. Yeah, I'm as talking about his artist's journey. As a person. I'm as talking about even... As a person. I'm saying, okay, let's even just say as a musician first, because I think the person okay. informs them. The, as the a musician, musician, the journey's been perfect. Okay. But Grammys as a, upon Grammys, albums upon albums, features upon features, beats upon beats. Great. Okay, but you believe that as a person... He's a prick. Yes, but that's my point, though. My, my point is, is that you can then choose at this point, do I want to become a quote-unquote good person kind and, of celebrity. and level out? Or kind do I want celebrity. to be... Kanye is a celebrity. He doesn't answer to people. He doesn't. He lives in a place where we will never see him. So the mm. only interaction he has with the world is through those tweets and through those antics and stuff like that. But on average, he doesn't see these people. So he lives in his own world. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what celebrity is. That's why Will Smith could go on the Oscars and slap someone and come and say, "I'm here to protect." <laughs> <laughs> and nobody said protect who. Nobody asked. Nobody asked him. When he said, um, the, 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 um, Denzel came to me and said, it's in times like this that the devil comes for you. Nobody said to him, but well, you don't go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that. Yeah. And so that's what happens with celebrity. Nobody questions it. People, people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people are like, amen. Monique went on stage recently. Monique. Yes. And apologized to Dale Hoogley's family. If she said, we're going to take offering right now, she would have made a killing. Yeah. Some people were clapping like they said Jesus is going to be coming on next. <laughs> and what did she do? The typical black, you know, sometimes you got to be true in this life. And sometimes you got to fall on your soul. Sometimes you got to be humble. I know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I could be wrong. I fucked up sometimes. Sometimes I just got my daughter. And I was like, yeah, 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 I've been there too. And then you proceed into the, so if I offended you, who please? I want to say, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm not perfect. Jesus still working on me. Oh, we, we they laughed. Throwing Jesus still working on me? Oh my God. You're going to have to yeah. pass it out. Yeah, it's all man. a show. There's no sincerity yeah. behind what she said. Then she oh, said yeah. she's sorry about the, what she said about the daughter, but fuck Dio Hoogly. All she's trying to do is minimize that she knew she was wrong on that one, but she yeah. couldn't hide it. And so yeah. it's all fake. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's management of your, your image, image management. When, image when, management. When, when, and, and you know yeah. what it is, Ola? The God complex in us is so magnified, we don't even see it. And that's why mm. God continually chops you down to size. God didn't, the devil didn't comfort Will Smith in that moment. God did. Because he wanted you to embarrass yourself. So he can tell you, you're not me, bro. You're not me. Hey, but you don't even go to church, though. How can you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Are you calling out the devil? I'm saying it to you, bro. I'm saying it to you, bro. I go to church. (laughs) I go to church. 
<laughs> but I go to church. Oh uh, man, it's just funny because you said that about Will, and then I did it to you because oh, you, right, right, you don't go to church. But no one said no one. But that's what I was saying. It's not the devil that came for him. It's not the devil. The devil was like this. Yo, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm in Ukraine right now, getting it on. <laughs> <laughs> Russia right now having tea with you. Fuck you, mean the Oscars. All right, just to uh, tie up something. Oh, you know, you know, you know, the on. devil was in Putin. Me, wait, wait, wait. You know, the devil was in Putin sipping tea. There they go again, blaming for shiny window. <laughs> yeah, so tie up something that was mentioned before. The writers of I'll Be Missing You yes. are Albert E. Brumley. Faith Evans, Source Money, and Sting. Now, I'm guessing Sting gets a writer's credit because of the original sub. I don't think oh. it was really in the, I mean, really the studio. Like, how do I remix hey, my previous hey, joint? Hey, you know when you're... That's what, that's what life is, Allah. Huh? Sting said, oh, you want to use my, my simple? Well, it's going to sting a little bit. This guy... Hey, Fumi gets away with a madness of this party, though. How, how much we talking, Sting? Oh, it's going to Sting. <laughs> hey, what's Sting's uh, real name? Uh, what is his real name? That's a good question. Sting was part uh, of the police, right? Yeah, uh, yes. Yes, he was. There's some goofy name like Edmund or something like that. Edgar. It, it's, it's Gordon. Gordon Ed- Matthew Sumner. Gordon Sumner. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Sting's real name. Yeah, Gordon Sumner. Now, you yeah. know when he was like, how much is it going to cost this thing? Oh, call me Gordon. <laughs> so you know you're about yeah. to get bent over when they say call me Gordon. Yeah. Now, I don't know who uh, Source Money is. I don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't, I don't know, know who the first guy is either. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, think I, Evans didn't write anything on that. She just got the writing credit. She she just they just oh, gave her credit. What did she one. write? The verse. <laughs> every step <laughs> I take. Hey, I'll she's be- getting claims off of every step I take. Shout out to Faith Evans. um, Albert E. Brumley is, he was, he died in 1977. So maybe he wrote the original original. He was an American shape, shape, no music composer. Are there any black rappers, writers on, are there anybody we know who actually wrote on the song? Source Money then, isn't it? Source Money wrote Diddy's verse. Do you know, actually, Albert E. Brumley is also credited on I'll Fly Away by Kanye West from a college dropper. It's the thingy, he's the composer. It must be the um, original. Yeah, he's a so, composer. Yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. And then uh, the last one, I'm, I'm going to check who's Source Money. <laughs> <laughs> Source Money is Source like, Money's currently suing. He's currently suing Diddy, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Source Money's like, anytime now, but get this bad boy deal. Anytime now. Hey, hey, hey. On all the writers' credits on that song, yeah, guess who didn't get paid? <laughs> Um, so, source money born Todd Gaither is a Brooklyn rapper who be- who's best known for his Jay Z collaborations and for writing Puff Daddy's number one hit, I'll Be Missing You. So, uh, while he grew up in Brooklyn's Marcy houses and became close friends with Jay Z. Um, and so, he is on some of his popular He's one songs. He's one of them folk guys, isn't it? They'll be like this. You know, he used to write Jay Z raps, but nobody talk about that. <laughs> nobody talk about it. Like, he was nice. He was nice, but. He, what had happened was he got shot in his neck, so his voice was never the same. But if not, he would have been one of the hottest rappers, I tell you. I put you my know, world I was, on that. I was, I was supposed to be on, but you know, then I got caught with the burner, so you know, I got sent upstate. You know how that be? <laughs> <laughs> you know how that be? 
All right, so these are these are some of the Jay-Z songs that um, he's credited on. Bring It On from Reasonable Doubt, uh, Face Off, um, Dead or Alive Part 2, uh, Celebration, uh, Dead or Alive Part 1, Reservoir Dogs. So none of the big Jay-Z hits, but he's on quite a lot of Jay-Z songs. I, I mean... Those songs... I mean, Dead or Alive 2 is when Jay-Z, this is Park. I don't know that one either. Anyway. Anything on a reasonable doubt? Uh, yeah, bring it on. Okay, I didn't know that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have any other Saucy. Saucy Money, did he have his own? Yeah, he had one album in, in the year 2000 called Middle Finger You. Oh. Did um who produced that or who let that out? Um, it was that boy. It was. Let me see who did who did release this. Priority Records. Yeah, I do. Don't don't, don't don't make the joke. Priority <laughs> Priority's um thingy in it. I, I I just had this feeling you're about to say. I guess they didn't make his album a priority because that's the kind of joke you would tell. I no, just let him no. let him land. It has to. I have to. It have to be. It would be more creative than that. Number one. Really? But I was, bro, what you, I was gonna say was said, you just said how much does it sting? It's gonna sting. You just. Oh, it's gonna sting a little bit. That's funny though. Oh, it's gonna sting. <laughs> that was funny. But you see, um, with um, priority, I th- I can't remember who they are. But I was just gonna say I didn't think Diddy would produce an album called Middle, F- Middle Finger to you. I don't think he would let his artist release an album with that kind of title. Middle Finger you. Yeah, I mean, they don't, don't say nothing for the kids, Playboy. Diddy's featured on that album. Jay Z's on like two tracks. Wow. And he's, got, he's, he's got Memphis Bleak on here. Then they got called um, him the favors. If y'all don't rap, you're gonna die. And he's got a hidden bonus track who touched. And the album is not even known. Featuring Lil Kim. No, it's not even. Yeah, was it in the top two hundred list? I mean, bro, you're asking a lot of stats right now. I, I ain't got I'm all that information. Joking? Yeah, I said. <laughs> Was in the top two hundred list. Oh, that on oh, that one. <laughs> hey, you're a buzzer for that one. I thought you just meant did it hit like the Billboard two hundred. Hey, the game, the game wasn't in the list at all. At all. I'll take oh, that he, personal. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be stressed. Yeah, that's rude. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair though, like I'm not. I'm not like the biggest game fan or anything. You know what happened? He didn't do a song called Big Cousin or something like that. <laughs> Yo, he didn't show any real love to 50. He's been in beef with 50 for the longest. They were never friends. Yeah, I guess it was all business. He just put him in a group so he could ride his train. Pause. But 50 never really, you know, they're not 50's from New York. He's not, they're not, they're not boys. It was a business move. So, um, Priority Records is an American distribution company record label known for many highly successful artists, including Easy E, Ice Cube, MC Ren, Dr. Dre, Ice T, Jay Z, Mac Ten, Master P, Mia X, yep. blah, blah, Priority blah, 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 blah. is, um, yeah, I knew it was, um, I, I felt it was Ice Cube. I wasn't sure they, he was because because Source Money's from the East Side, so I figured he wouldn't be. But I know Priority Records was. I think Scarface was but, but they had, as well. They apparently did distribution for Jay-Z, so they clearly worked on the East as well. They did distribution for Death Row, for No Limit, for Rockers Records, Rockefeller. Yeah. But you know when they said they do distribution for Death Row? It depends on whose Death Row deal you're talking of, though. 
So for instance, someone like Tupac, his distribution would probably be Warner Brothers. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they have a bigger reach than priority. Whereas priority, if you, you know, because it all costs money to get your distribution deal. Mm. Of course, you'd want the biggest distribution deal available, but you have to be a big star for that. So I mean, imagine Boys Quarters on a Warner Brothers distribution deal and we ain't even getting the numbers in. Yeah, we owe Warner Brothers 7 million because we're going to join the big players. <laughs> well, so priority yeah. record, someone like Source Money, that works in his favour because the deal won't be too big and he may be, you know, hopefully, I doubt he recouped any of that money, to be fair, because I can't even tell you a track from that album. Yeah. And I know wild, Puffy man. didn't show up in the stool for free either. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you want to make, maybe hey, it was you a know, Puffy probably, paid him. Puffy probably told him, you know, listen, here's, you know, this song I've done, you know, that's 50% of what you did on. <laughs> I've been missing you, right? You know that, right? Puffy ate well, from I've been missing you, though. You know, he probably didn't eat that much, you know, as much as we think now, now that you told us it was on the songs. But I mean, no, but let's, let's be, let's keep it real. This is still Diddy. If we go back to the, to the listings of the credits on I'll be missing you, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> produced by Stevie J and Diddy, mm-hmm. Mix, mixing engineer Michael Patterson and Diddy, recording engineer Michael Patterson and Diddy. He made sure <laughs> he made sure that. <laughs> Diddy you know what, yeah. You know, you know who's pissed. You know who's pissed. The mixing engineer Stevie J, the other guy. They all pissed because they know that nigga pushed one volume bar. That's what he did. That's what he said. That is a turn the upper switch. Oh yeah, that's why. I, that's why I do what I do, baby. You know what? Yeah, because he's cutting into their money. Of course, of course. But he's smart though, because he probably told them, "Look, Sting and who's the other homie? Uh, Albert E. Brumley. That nigga dead. He's still gonna eat off this track." <laughs> Man. Oh, you think he's great? Did it, you think he's great in his tombstone? There was a little shoulder shuffle when that song was released. You think the graveyard was was popping that night? Hey, yo, they play they play Albert Chew, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you think you think Albert was on his phone to his agent? Yo, I'm back, man. Listen, I want to get some tours sorted. Okay, <laughs> they got cemeteries in um Iowa and Utah. <laughs> Oh. oh my goodness. What if his agent what if his agent sent him a text like, hey yo, how much they pay you for Sting's version of this? What was the <laughs> fee on that? Well, you think there was a court case that? going on in, in the in the cemetery? Listen, I wanna um I'm not getting paid the right residuals <laughs> on this. Hey, hold on, my family gotta eat, yo. <laughs> You know, when everyone's talking about generational wealth, that is some generational wealth for your ass. When oh, for real? 1977. That song came out in 97. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. it's 20th anniversary. I was getting paper, bro. Like, even, even I was the, getting even, paper in the grave. Even, even the kids that were crying, they were using $50 notes and mopping up their tears. Oh, my God. <laughs> I miss it so much. Oh, you know when the family got that check? They all went to the cemetery like, Nikki, you did it right. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. So you know, Puffy knew, to, to, just to make this song alone is going to cost me something. I'm going to eat off something. Mm. They won 12 get a cut. 
Right, well, didn't they, get a rice credit. They, they, they only credited as featuring, so they would have got like a performance. Maybe they got Bro. they got one off. Maybe they got one off. You know they, you know they got bus fare, right? Don't act like Diddy didn't use his own bus and charge them. There's five men in the group. Is there five men in one tour or four? Four, I think. Yeah, four. Yeah, five thousand each is a good look. Come on, man. You just sang, I'll be missing. That's what you did, bro. Come on, man. They were backup singers, really. Yeah, man. You can't can't expect to eat off that track. Arista's going to eat. The label's going to eat. Sting, you know, Sting Sting was calling. Like, I like that song. I told you when Cisco, when Cisco went to go and say, leaving that vida loca. Oh my God, what a mistake. This nigga didn't call me once. What line? What line? What line? I know Ricky was on the phone like, hey, yeah, get your bitch ass out of here. <laughs> <laughs> ah! One line, Ola. Oh, that's stressful. Man. Damn. So what, you think Sting, when Sting, you think when Tupac died, Sting was kind of disappointed, like, man, I thought they'd have used, I'd be missing you by now. We got to kill another rapper, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my day. Yeah. Hey, you're the worst part, yeah. But the thing you know, is, the matter thing, his, his one was just like, I'll be watching you. It wasn't even, I'll be missing you. So he, the fact that he ended up getting used for this. It's the same beat like, as well, though. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, like, he couldn't have planned this. Like, it's just like a lot of no, you. couldn't have planned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, no that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's been music since the beginning of time, though, right? Yeah, I guess so, man. You know, they use your they use your shit. Like, you know, the funkadelics in them, because that's what Dre and them got their sound from. Then yeah. I was salty at first, like they're taking our music. One of them clocked, they're like they're keeping my music alive. <laughs> Bro. Sign all that shit over. <laughs> for real, for real, man. Clearing you know? samples is not a joke, you know. Clearing no, samples. No, it's not. Clearing samples. Oh. Bro, you, 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 clearing samples, you, it's easier to have a threesome with two models than it is to clear a sample. To be fair, having a freezer with two bodies is, just takes money. It's not that hard. And do you have money? No. Do you have two bodies free some money? You no, might I have don't. two. No, but what, what, what but kind what, of money? What kind of money do you have? What kind of money do you have? What you're saying? But McDonald's clerk two free some that kind of level? What are we saying? Bro, Hotel. I, I got the kind of money that make my wife tell me that she's got a headache today, bro. Like I, I ain't got okay. that kind of money. Oh, oh. you've got savings that's savings yeah yeah that's savings and even savings ain't really savings like that (laughs) right 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 right. now I hear you player Uh, listen I've got can I call you later kind of money can I (laughs) no okay okay I'm a whatsapp I'm a whatsapp guy I'm a whatsapp I'm a whatsapp I'm a whatsapp I'm a whatsapp the point I was making is that these labels often have the money, but it's not even just the money. Like sometimes they have to go and literally beg one family member who owns the estate to sign off on a sample. Sometimes yeah. it's just a matter of like the person who has the sample wants to hear the, the final version of the song and make sure that the, the memory of their uh, work is not going to be tainted. Like it's always got yeah. to be like some extra stuff in clearing samples. It's man. personal so, interest, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be honest, precious. I don't know how Kanye cleared the Lauren Hill sample off of the um the the, the last what album off of, of Donda. No, on Donda. Oh, oh, what's that one? Um, or do what? He's got the um, he's got the sample from. But from she doesn't. Why can't, how can Kanye not be able to clear that? 
But I'm saying, suppose, like, usually she's really hard to get a deal done with. But maybe that tax... Maybe I don't think she up. owns her music, though. She doesn't own it. Okay, maybe that's how you got the song. Yeah, you go to the label, innit? You don't go to her. Well, I don't know if she owns any of her masters or not, but... No, I don't think she owns her music like that. I think Kanye can clear her sample. Do you know the funny thing? Tupac wanted to use a sample from Yo-Yo for Dear Mama, but Ice Cube didn't clear it. Right. He said he refused to clear it, so they took off the thing, so they just kept the original. Why? Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, that's an L, that's an L, because that's that, that's uh, a that's W for awesome. Park, because the song was amazing. You're right. Oh yeah, because they would have got yeah. money. They would have yeah. got money. You know the maddest thing? When you hear the sample that they were gonna put on, I was like, eh, we like that. But then I've heard their mama so many times, like I wouldn't want that on that. But at the time, because yeah. it was like, I know Kane don't know nothing about their mama. Like that's what Yo-Yo would say. And typical yeah. staying Yo-Yo. But I skipped a businessman. He was like, nah, you can't the song. Wow. Tupac you know, went um, to um, Easy E yeah. to, to, to sign, to, to, to release his Thug Life album because Interscope said it's too hardcore. So he was like, he would go to Fingy. He said the distribution deal. Yeah. He was going to try and do a deal with him. Easy turned him down, right? Okay. About yeah. About a month later, boom, 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 boom. So they had Bone Thugs and Harmony, and Park didn't take it. I mean, I, I think he saw his business, but of course, obviously, he had Thug Life, mm. and they're Bone Thugs and Harmony. It seems like a bit of a, you know. Okay. But he was like, so when Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs, and when they saw him at the House of Blues, he was like, man, fuck all that beef shit. Let's make a song together. So yeah, it's just a beautiful stories when you hear, you know, just how difficult it is. That's why I say when when you talk about friendships and stuff like that, you know who's friends and you know who's not. But Ice Cube did not care how good Tupac was; he wasn't clearing the sample. You know what the most uh, sampled, or what the, the most used sample in hip hop is? I do know what the most used sample in hip hop is. What is it? It is um, do, 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 do. no, it's um. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the song, but I'll know if you say it. Um, it's actually, uh, if I remember correctly, I'm just checking to make sure I'm correct. Oh, wait a minute. I might actually be. Uh, okay. I believed anyway, it was Funky Drummer by James Brown. And okay. the guy, the, the actual drummer on it was Clyde Stubblefield. I remember that because I remember researching it before. But like so many, you don't even realize it because most of us don't know drum beats mm-hmm. that well or don't listen that deeply. But like mm-hmm. this this guy who did the drumming for James Brown on, on Funky Drummer ends up being the drum beat that like defines hip hop. So like that's the one that I know. But according to this list, I just quickly Googled to be sure I was right. The actual number one is Change the Beat by Besides slash Fab Five Freddy. And um, apparently it's uh, one of the most sampled tracks in history. Um, and it's, I, I mean, I, I, I can't say I even know how the track goes, but the but anyway, the whole point in bringing it up was to point out that making money in hip hop sometimes the people making money are not the people that you realize who are in front. It's just this well, guy. To was, be fair, I don't think anybody who was in front made the most money in hip hop. I don't think any of the black rappers made any of the most money in hip hop. It's impossible. <laughs> You don't own the yes, studios, you don't own the sets, you don't own the, 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 the venues you play in, you don't own none of that. And all of those okay. things cost. I guess when you look at it that way, 
Yeah. Even so, the record sales, you don't own the CD where they make you. The guy who was making those plastic CDs, how much do you think he was making in a year? Just a CD case business. Because <laughs> you're not making yeah. one CD case or one, you're making for everybody. And that's why I tell um, people stop, because yeah. they, they, they lead you on the line of celebrity, on the line of be the face of fame. They lead you in that mindset. But where mm. the real money is at is if you own the person who's just making the CD case. What if the mm. photographer who does the work for the art album? You know, there's some photographers that are like, yo, we want to get um this guy for your for your album. And you're like, because mm. he takes the best pictures. But then some mm. artists, you know, if you're a junior, I want to get Leposki, because you singing pony, we ain't got no we ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> I'm joking. I love junior wine. I just like to just, you know, have my that point home. And so there's uh. so much money that you're actually paying for that people don't even understand. We, we're comics. Remember when you used to go to, remember you went to Edinburgh and your agent was calling you? From, but yeah, we're going to get you PR. But okay, that's good. It's going to be two grand. <laughs> Can I just um, wear a green suit in the square and get people to come and see me? Bro. I, I went to Edinburgh as the artist and I made the least money. Fact. I was looking at the landlord jealous like, you, you don't know how good you got it this month. Bro, I was looking at the Donny selling hot dogs. I was like, you did this correctly, bro. But the Anchor State Burgers people, I know they were making money because I was there every night. Golly. Golly. <laughs> I was there every night. I'm you sure know how it bus, is? I'm sure even the bus that, drivers that, are picking up extra shifts. Like, yo, I'm about to make money. You know how it is? After four gigs in one night, your one-hour show, seven people showed up. Then you went to go and perform to another two, three, seven people. You walk on the way home. That Angus dirty burger with the melted cheese and a Coke. That's how you're going to sleep well tonight. Yeah, it's 11 pounds. So? So when hey, you they, deep it. They shafted us time and time again for that festival. Wow. I told you, Bush Chappelle goes to a venue now. He's making, he's asked for money off the concession stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would you do that? Why? If you're rich, you're like, nah, fam. Everybody's eating. I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody's eating, literally, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm eating. eating. <laughs> oh, I Come hear on. that, man. I Even hear that. movie companies, when they when you movie companies, certain cinemas to get the they won't sell your movies. They give their movies to certain cinemas. You can't even afford to put it in there. Mm. So it's all. That's why I kept on. That's when I quickly realized in the, in this game. Yes, I'm an artist, but there's so many ways to make efficient money in this game. If you're a writer in the comedy industry, come on, all of man. We did Witting Day. We gave them our great ideas. They brought Dave and Sally to come. When did you meet them before that? Bro, that, that's actually a madness. And to be yeah. honest, I, I remember when I asked, like, do you have any Nigerian writers on staff? No. Do you have any black no. writers on staff? No. no. So, so that means you've got jobs where you pay people to just write on stuff regardless of whether they're best suited for it, they, they're good for it, they know it, whatever it is. And we've had, you sat down me. and had coffee with these people. Of course. Bro, like, to be honest yeah, if I, if I could still secure that kind of role, I would do it. If they let me do it from, from out here, yeah, I happily just write on all that stuff. So, Olaf, I went to Fingy yesterday. That thing I shot, the DMs are open. They had the writers there. It was shot in a studio in East London. That didn't even existed. When I walked into this studio, bro, people were recording the albums in there. Who owns that studio? There was two white people in the front desk. I knew they owned it because they looked like they were married. Jeff and Jeff studio. You know, they started in the sixth space, you know? People forget where the money's at. You know here, one rapper said, labels, rappers will, labels will sign you, right? And then they'll give you a budget and find a way, give you an advancement and find a way 
to make sure you spend your advancement with them. So they'll be like, listen, you're going to record in the Canon Studios. Yo, my boy got a basement. We're not going to approve any songs that don't come from Canon Studios. Okay, how much Canon Studios a night? It's $3,000 an hour. <laughs> and who owns Canon? Who writes? Who's the guy that owns the studio? Because he's having people coming in, spending big... Now, you know how it is. If Mayweather works in your gym for one night, your gym membership goes up 200%. Yeah, because Mayweather worked in there. Not like the gym, not that equipment is any different. It's just Mayweather worked in here. Mm. And that's the game. That's where money's at. The people that record the albums. That's why it's the music industry. Even to get to the Grammys in there, you have to pay your way in. Mm. So when I say, when you say, like when you said making money is such a vast thing in the music, that guy was dead in 77 and he's going to eat up every step I take. Mm. Oh, look, this is this is what's going to really blow your mind. He didn't even live long enough to know Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga has no idea who Biggie is. That guy never took part in the East Coast West Coast beef. Nothing. That nigga didn't even bop your head to you know. That nigga doesn't even know Juicy. And by the way, that's one sample from Diddy's album. You know, Diddy likes the sampling life, innit? Look how many people. So when people say these artists are being shafted, look how much money they have to fork out just to get those songs over the line. Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Man, I guess when you take hits from the 80s, it doesn't sound so crazy. (laughs) Take hits from the 80s, but who's getting paid? Yeah. And so when these artists come back and say, I didn't get what I paid, but what I felt I deserved, when you break it down like that, even like this, how much do you really think you deserve from all this? <laughs> you just sang the song, you know? Yeah, man. That's why they say- It is, it, it, it is an industry. It is an industry. And so for every, for, for every person that wants to be a rapper, he needs a manager. He needs you know somebody who can do his mixing, somebody who can do his styling, his graphic design. Mm-hmm. So really and truly, mm-hmm. it's just got to be, a, like, even for me, I, every so often I just think about, like, so I, I don't want to be a leech, but, like, what does the actual comedy industry need? Do they really need me to do stand-up? Yeah, it's cool. Oh, they did stand-up. Oh, we like this joke <laughs> or whatever. But what, is, what does the game really need? Because that's what I need to be providing. I, yo, I was, at one point, I seriously, I was like, yo, if I'm ever going up to Edinburgh Fringe Festival again, I'm going up as a hot dog seller. I'm going up as a burgers, bro. <laughs> I'm going to do a spot. I'm going to do a spot while I'm flipping them. You know what, yeah? Mercy's going to be like, you're selling burgers. Yeah, I got 20 in a minute, but I just want to make sure I finish my job here. 100%. What do you think I'm making is, more bro? money than my frigging show. What do you mean? I told you when I went to Vape V Festival, yeah, it was 200 per show, which is 400 pounds on the weekend, which is decent money for 20 minutes of people. And people are not even going to listen to you. And you get to yeah. enjoy yourself at the festival. What cut me the most was I was approached constantly to ask if I was selling drugs. And I wasn't aware that they took drugs at these festivals because I was naive. I thought only black people did drugs. Oh I was so goodness. upset because I was thinking if I brought the man in with me, it could have been a happy day for all of us. I would have missed my spot. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, my Russian and shit. Sorry, I'm late. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on, we're gonna have to deduct some money. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I don't clean Bro. up on aisle six. You could you could have sold from the stage, bro. Like, bro, everybody was like, "You're gonna get on, you're gonna get on, yeah." Why did the chicken cross the road to hand him a fiver and get a wrap of cocaine? Just over there. Go on, there you go. 
just work it into your set the whole time. You just no, basically like, just do a whole stand-up set of just you trying to sell drugs. It was just it was just funny that the drug dealers were making more money than me <laughs> at that period of time. Of and I was there doing right. <laughs> I was there doing good. Because so I just quickly, you know, you understand in this world, man, you've got to make the money. The money is not necessarily in the fame or the star. The money is mm. around, bro. The money's around. You know, when I watch a boxing match, look in the front row, you see a bunch of Asian, Japanese, Chinese people looking. None of them are celebrities, bro. But then the front row, them niggas own blue. They own the color blue. Every time blue is worn, they're getting paid. Yo, bro, I, I figure I, I learn it every time I'm here because I'm like, I can imagine. Yo, the expectation that people have that you're going to have money here, it makes me think, yo, niggas really getting money like this. Who are these people? Because I'm not living in Hollywood or anything where you expect people to be mm. rich because you've seen them. Mm. I'm living where people just have money. And it's mm-hmm. like, just some girl and she'll just have, she's having money. a Mercedes, she's buying an apartment, she's <laughs> yeah, like living her life. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, but what do your family do? Like, what's going on? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We sell cheese. There's wealth you know, on the streets. Like, There's wealth on the streets. There is. There's wealth on the streets. There is. And you know what? The one thing um, I learned from... Beyonce from has guys, performed at Bar Mitzvahs. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? Your There's a six-year-old artist. kid that's boasting at school. Beyonce performed at my birthday, but Prince performed at mine, and he starts crying. Because <laughs> he Stop thought Beyonce was the, was the pinnacle, but he didn't know he didn't know someone else in the school had Prince. Now you're in the back of the school thinking, shit, my auntie sang at my birthday. <laughs> we did praise and worship, but bye. But you have to ask yourself, why would Beyonce sing at someone's birthday party? Like she's that's like I was doing the, you know, those gigs that you hate. But when man when a man says 1.3 million, bro, you don't waste your time. Then you have to ask the question: Who's this person that has 1.3 million to play Beyonce for his son's birthday party? Bro, I, I got into an Uber in Singapore. The guy said he just finished dropping somebody off at a one-year-old's birthday party, and that the budget for it was ten million dollars. I said that one-year-old. If that one-year-old has, but can no you see how I'm a cynic now? Can you see how I'm a cynic now? Hey. That man said, fuck world poverty. That's what he said. <laughs> he said, fuck kids dying in Africa. That's what he said that day. My son is turning one, it's 10 million, yo. <laughs> hey, when that, hey, 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 when that nigga turns five? Oh, shit. <laughs> yo, when you hear someone drop 10 million on a one-year-old's birthday party, you know that's just bad. But to be honest, though, to be honest, Mm. That that birthday, that one year birthday party, the people that are gonna be invited ain't gonna be no tots that are gonna be bouncing around looking for the clown or whatever. It's gonna be a, a networking thing. And the guy could end up doing a deal there because he, he invited a business contact that ends up being worth, in the, worth more than a 10 mil. So that I don't think, life, I don't, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, no, sorry, sorry, I'm not buying that. No, that was straight stunting. You, you, you don't straight think that that's what happens? 10 million on a one year old. That is not someone that's looking for friends. That was, that's no, someone that has it. If, no, I can understand if it was 200,000 thing. You're trying to, trying to climb up in the world. When you drop 10 million on a one-year-old, you're saying to the world, my dick is big. No, I'm, he's clearly stunting. No, no, no. There's no doubt about it. It's a stunt. Mm-hmm. It's all a stunt. It's clearly Are you saying the people that are attending? But yeah, but what I'm saying is that when these people do these kind of stunts, their life is so different because it could just be a case of the, the president of some other bank is being invited and they're shaking hands and doing a deal for 500 million. 
And they're like, oh, I mean, you, only I, spent, I, you only spent 10 on this party. What's going on? I, th- guys- I think it's more of a case of if he didn't spend 10 million on this party, he would lose his membership at the, the, the sewing club or something like that. At, at the billionaire's uh, soul yeah. reaping club. Right. Because they'll start to think to himself, are you struggling? This is what I'm saying to you, bro. Like, everyone's story is different. Like, 10, you guys cut him back this year. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, that, that COVID hit your heart, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yo, there's this disgusting Woo! one. If I ever heard that said in real life, I'd go somewhere and jump off a bridge. Um, 10 million. Y'all okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woo! man. Woo! Yeah, when you hear stuff like that, you understand why like scam artists pop up and people do all of these big crypto scams and whatnot. Because like that money doesn't even seem not. real. It's like what's what what That's is that what, money? If that was the message in church, I would go more often. The reason why we, <laughs> the reason why we need God is because if we didn't have Him, we'd kill ourselves. Yeah. How can someone tell you? I just spent 10 million on my shelves per year, man. I had to really cut back this year. You'd, cr- you'd want to kill him. It's because of God. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You, know, you heard the story sometimes. You just think to yourself, that's, that's happened. <laughs> Have you ever heard a rich story and thought to yourself, that happened? <laughs> How? How? How do people have money like that? Yeah, I mean, you know what it means to stunt, bro. And I mean, yeah, I legitimately, you can stunt. I, 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 sometimes for me, just even visualize what it looks like to log into your your mobile banking and see like nine zero, or like, it'll be like what six zeros or whatever. Like that's nuts. That's actually mm. crazy. And then to the, the point where it's like you you make a transaction for like three mil to somebody because. They're the ones that are bringing your car in from the secret satanic car makers who <laughs> only make cars for billionaires often the, in the cave somewhere. It's like, how do you do this? How do I send an invoice to somebody and say, yeah, you owe me three million? And they make the payment. They say, thank you. If I was rich, if I was I've rich, been, I know. I've been, I've, I've been chasing these black comedy promoters for about 50 pounds up and down that they're telling me Bro, they're putting my account on Monday. Here, nah. If I was rich here, I'd be so anal because I know I'd just be an arsehole. I can't remember French Montana Pause, posted. pause. What's going on, bro? We're French Montana be anal posted. because he's an arsehole. What's going on? That's not a pause, though. You're, not, you're fucking up the pause, man. You're timing I'm, this. I'm messing it up. Yeah. You that going off the dome. Because I know I'd be anal. anal. But that's not pause, though. If I said you'd yeah. be anal. That's not pause. Ooh, I get, I know the pause. meaning of the word is. Pause. If I say you'd be anal, that might be pause. That, that's definitely pause. Yeah, that's definitely pause. Yo, look, you'd be anal, pause. <laughs> I don't want to be anal. But if I say I'd be anal, it's different to say because I'm saying it, not necessarily. If I was rich, I'd be anal. Mm, okay, maybe that's a pause to be fair. You know what? You know what? If I was, I'd not be anal. You got to cover up quickly. You'd be anal for me. <laughs> you know, I'd not be taking up the ass immediately. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, okay. But you can say if, I know if I the arsehole was not 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 paused, the anal one was paused. That's confirmed. Okay. 
I'd be an arsehole. That's not pause. But yeah, I'd be yeah. anal. That's pause. Because that sounds like a more... <laughs> sounds like an activity, you know? <laughs> That's Arseholes confirm. I'm an asshole sometimes. That's confirmed. You know, yeah, I'm anal yeah, yeah. sometimes. Whoa, 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 whoa. When are you anal? When? <laughs> when? We, we can shake I'm pussy all the time. I'm pussy all the time. <laughs> I'm never anal. I can be pussy, but I'm never anal. <laughs> so if I was rich, I'd be pussy because um, you know when French Montana posted that he got a Bugatti and he's the first one in the hood to get this. Yeah. If I was rich and I had a Bugatti, I'd sell my car that day. If I was like a billionaire. Because <laughs> I don't want to turn yeah, the same car as French Montana. I'd be like, yeah, you know what? Rappers is buying these cars. Yeah, we done. Move. Yeah, that is pretty much what happens, man. Yeah, that's what I would do, yeah. Yeah, the car. Every time, every time I met a rapper, I'd want to make sure because because if I was a rich person, you know, like I'm talking like you know those rich people. I'm talking them hedge fund motherfuckers. Mm. You know those ones yeah. that put money down for films and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the ones that bring Jay Z to the meeting. You know them niggas. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if I was yeah, one of those yeah. brothers, but every time I see a rapper, I, I want him to feel what money, really, what real money looks like. <laughs> You better stop on the rabbit. Yeah, like, what are your masters saying? <laughs> like, I'll be that guy, like, listen, listen, if you keep talking, I'll fuck around and buy your masters. God. <laughs> Imagine someone saying that to you. Listen, man, I'll just buy your masters. You, you, ain't, you ain't got to do it like that. I'll be that's that guy. That's how Michael is putting pressure on people, bro. That's how Michael Jackson was putting stress on You know what, everybody, I remember I told you that, that when the people tell the story, they always tell it in a way of the hero. You know Michael Jackson book Paul McCartney's Masters? People act like he just went over to Sony Music House. Yo, where the um, Beatles Masters at? Over there, I cool. how much I, I got? Y'all need 20s and 10s? Y'all got change for a 30? <laughs> Ring that up. He just walked out, he walked out with his, well, he got a lot of song. He just walked out with a, a box full of tracks and just went home. That's not how it went down. He actually had a consortium of people who bought it on his behalf. Of course, you can't go there, right? No, you can't. And plus, he couldn't afford it. <laughs> you're just going to be buying... You, you can't just buy the Beatles catalog off of Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Bruh, you have to be into dangerous territories before you get to buy that. <laughs> you can't just buy it off the wall. You're gonna be dangerous to get the Beatles catalog. Yeah, that's how you make history. That's how you make history, baby. <laughs> right, you have to be invincible to pick up the fucking Beatles catalog. <laughs> You're just gonna pick it up off the wall. Yeah, well done, well done. You didn't have that kind of paper at that point. You know what I'm saying? You know, but he got with you know he got with the people. Them, they said this is a good idea. You front it, yeah. and they eat off as well. They eat as well. They eat as well. You know, it's of business, course, baby. of course, of course, man. But when you have a celebrity fronting, it's like the influencers of Ciroc. You know, did yeah. he own Ciroc? He don't own Ciroc, but do you think the Ciroc family care? Do you ever see them arguing that point in, the, in in public? We just want to make it known that we are the Ciroc people. They can't show the shake. Yeah, they're like, yeah, give it to him, man. No, yeah. I feel you. I feel, if, I feel you. If Diddy didn't promote Ciroc, we wouldn't drink it. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, to how many, be fair. How many white do you know drink Ciroc? Not that many. It's not their drink. It's not their go-to drink. 
Yeah. So they, they it was a clever business move. You getting someone like Diddy? Yeah. Bro. It, it makes sense. So it makes sense. You always yeah. use the popular person to front it. But the people, and that's why you always have to look behind. You know, they said the person behind the scene, like the behind the mask, or that boss in the last day that turns around and he's the final guy we've been looking at all this time, you know? Yeah. It's always that level. I hate you, man. I hate you. I don't think we had a park quote today. Um, we had a park story. What was the story I told? Uh, no, you told us something about Napoleon, um, basically, with Diddy. And I told us about, like... you know, not the, the sample not being cleared. Okay, yeah. The bone thugs of Easy E. You want to call the episode Playboy? Uh, yes, Playboy. Because we spoke about Diddy a lot. Playboy. Yeah. Playboy. You know, the contract Playboy. What was the funny thing we were, we came up with just now? We were laughing our ass off because, yeah, the Michael Jackson um, album thread. If we could have squeezed that in, because that was really good. That's how you make history. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just buy it off the wall. You're going to be dangerous to get that shit going. <laughs> He couldn't even do it on bad. Bad wasn't bad enough. You have to be dangerous, nigga. <laughs> I think he actually owned it by Thriller, though, didn't he? Uh, when was the point where he... I when think was, it, was, yeah, it was by th- late 90s. Late, 90, late 80s, because they still did say, 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 like you. Yeah. You know. Some, you know time, some time after Ebony and Ivory. Yeah, you know the funny thing? Paul McCartney still ended up with more money than Michael Jackson anyway. That's just... That's how whiteness is strong. That's how strong whiteness is, baby. <laughs> whiteness gonna keep you going. Right. Paul McCartney yeah. was in Africa, yeah? I don't think it was Nigeria. I don't think it, it was Nigeria. Was it Nigeria? I think it was Nigeria. I can't remember. But he was in Nigeria or one of those countries. And it was Nigeria. And... He was on the radio, you know, Nigeria advertising Paul McCartney's hair. Fellow went on radio and said, the white man is coming to take Africa's black people's music. The lies of menace. Paul McCartney has to like, all right, can you call him up, please? I want to talk to him, I want to talk to him. So he calls up fella, like, listen, I'm not here to do that, okay? I love the music. No, 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 no. The fella was like, all right, come to the shrine. He said they went to the shrine. He said the, the weed that they smoked. He was like, his agent was like, listen, man, take your time. He said, ah, you ain't telling me no fool. Smoke dog, baby. Smoking sour too. They had that nigga in the studio. Just chicken. <laughs> he said he took one hit and he thought, he said he thought he'd been smoking for hours. <laughs> he said he got to speaking to fella and they became cool. You know, he started to understand who he really was and what they were about. Fella was on his rebel shit, you know, and I respect him for doing that, not just lapping up like there's a white man in Nigeria, we should all now stop our days. Let him prove yeah. himself, you feel what I'm saying? So yeah. I respect Fella for that, and I also respect Paul McCartney for taking on the challenge. And they wanted to work together, they wanted to work with him. But he said, in one of those nights, you know, there was a place they were staying, and it was really dark to get back to the hotel. And he said, the people told them, do not walk home. Make sure you get a taxi to your hotel. Do not walk home. But you know why, people? No, the environment is our friend. Them motherfuckers decided to walk home. He said he's walking home with his wife. A car pulls up beside them. And they come, the car comes out the car. And this is, this is, this is how the story was true. Because this is testament why people. Paul was, oh, no, 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 no. We're fine. We'll, we'll, We'll walk. Just go back. No, no, it's fine. And he ushered them back into the car. So then man drove up and thought, they drove up a few kilometers and thought, 
Oh, we can rob these motherfuckers. Oh, my So they come back and basically robbed him. But he didn't really realize it was a robbing until like, oh, shit, they're robbing us. <laughs> okay, but, I like your shirt, too. They came back and said, are you from here? They're like, no, 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 no. We're just walking back to the hotel. Why would we just be giving the information? Uh, walking up to the five-star seasons. We've got the presidential suites. Oh, hell yeah. They can't rap. <laughs> so they drove off again and thought, they just confirmed that like, we've got to rob these white people, man. Like, they're nice people. We won't kill them, but they have to get robbed. Just for learning purposes. So they came back, robbed them nicely, and kept it moving. And even they were like, we should have taken the advice of the people. It was the least they could do with robbers. So Paul McCartney got robbed in Nigeria? Calm, calm, calm. Didn't take it personally either. Said, you know, he should have listened. Yeah, to be fair. To be fair, it's man. A defense, it's, a, it's an offense to the robbers. They could have killed them. But they, I think they felt like, you know, you're nice people. You know what I mean? But you can't be this nice. <laughs> it doesn't work. They look, at, they look at them like, yo, it's been a hard day's night, man. <laughs> I've been working like a dog. Just give <laughs> yeah. what you got. Okay, you know. No, I think he even alluded to the robbers telling them, "Look, you can't be this open like this. This is not, you know, you've got you got to." You know, you know, you know, you know, dirty Beatles. Give me that watch. You, you know, dirty Beatles. That's why you didn't find that. They said, they said the yellow submarine, baby. <laughs> hey, that was. I don't know any. I don't Yo, know any Beatles songs. Okay, there's, there's My nigga, so I grew up in England. I sang got, Beatles songs till I was blue in face. I thought I was blue in the face. I had to sing them at assemblies. He's a real nowhere man sitting in his nowhere. Such a white so, song. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you get the Hard Day's Night reference? I'm not a Beatles reference person like that. Hard Day's Night, I hadn't heard that song. I only know Yellow Submarine. Okay. I know Yeah. Dream. Yes, that oh, that's the Brothers. My bad. Um, you know these white people <laughs> looking the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, the Isaac brothers did not get robbed in Nigeria. There's no story for that one. <laughs> ah, the Isley brothers. Oh man, it's been a hard day's night. You don't know Beatles songs, do you? No, not a lot of them, but I know that one. I really like that one. You're a submarine. Yeah, we had to learn that one at school. What about we no all Jackson, live in a yellow submarine. What's that? Do you know no man as well? Nah. Fun fact, Michael Jackson's song, Come Together, it's a Beatles cover. I did know that one. I did know, you know that one. Yeah, I said that like we haven't been talking about how he stole their catalog. <laughs> he was like, for <laughs> the catalog for real. Oh, I like this. Oh, yeah, we're going to use this one. Yeah, we're going to use this one. Come Together. Uh, right. Uh, you know what, yeah, when you hear the Beatles version, you can see the inspiration of black artists, but they really didn't mm. put their own stink on it. I have to shout yeah. out for that. They put down, yeah, but Michael Jackson brought back that Indian. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, it's just so iconic because I remember the end of Moonwalker, and yes. when he's performing that with the Michael's been doing goofy shit all day, and it's time to set it off now. He said, "Give me the yeah. goof, give me the skinny yellow jacket with the belt buckles, and I'm gonna turn it up." That that's I don't know if we've said it on the podcast. It's the wildest movie of all times. The wildest DVD. It's literally what happens when nobody tells you no. That's what happens. Yeah. You put out a DVD like Moonwalker. Because that was the... It was... What is this? It was, like, ha- it was like half documentary. Then it goes into that story. Then it's like... Joe Pesci says he doesn't remember ever doing it. <laughs> I think that's his way of distancing from the project. 
Then in, throughout the entire course of the movie, Michael's trying to stop, trying to save the kids from Joe Pesci's character who's trying to hook all the kids on drugs. And in order for Michael to do this, Michael has to turn into a panther, a robot, a car. Uh, he just keeps turning into stuff. And then at the end of it, they like get free and he does a concert. It's like, I, what is this movie? You actually watched the film? I've got it on DVD, man. I was like, this is Moonwalker. I just watched the performances. To be honest, the, the performances are fire. Smooth well, no, Criminal. Soon as I see that robot coming, next. Yeah, bro. Because all those moments, I'm like, what is Michael doing? And why does he keep the turning into stuff? The car one was hilarious. Some Back to the Future shit. <laughs> it was nonsense, bro. It was absolutely nonsense. And then you had nonsense. them... Then you had them Liberian girl. The video of Liberian girl had every single A-lister in Hollywood. In the, well, I don't want to say A-lister, but every celebrity you could think of in Hollywood. But here's Hollywood in a nutshell. When Michael Jackson passed, not a lot of them made the funeral. Not a lot of them made it, you know. That, maybe they didn't have the same snacks they had at the Liberian girl shoot. I don't oh, know it, it, a, it was a different time in careers. Listen, you want to come to Michael's funeral? Nah. I know. I know. Everyone's going to distance themselves, bro. Yeah, man. Because, hey, when you know, the... What I was gonna say is like, you know, have you seen the um when the I think I think it's Lady Smith, uh, Lady Smith Black and Buzzer or or it's just basically when it they know it's because they're singing Swahili and those guys are South African, um but yeah when they basically back at the set for Smooth Criminal, and they just got the guy singing in Swahili. Have you have you seen that part at the end of the DVD? No. Okay, that part's dope. Like, just go watch that. If you can find just a clip of it on YouTube, go watch that, man. That guy, I don't know what Michael was doing, but in terms of music, like, whatever he was doing, whether it was, like, what uh, pop or he was bringing in African influences or he was going to that Yoruba ceremony in, um, in Brazil, he just always got, like, oh, it was just something about him, man. I, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan, man. Someone put it's, on Facebook the other day, as talented as Michael Jackson was, as, as as super or as big as Michael Jackson was, I never thought he was. I don't think I don't think he was super talented. I just come to saying blasphemy. But you know, you know, some people just need attention online because I don't know how you can say that out loud. Even the people that hate him and think he's he's the worst person ever don't argue on his talent. The guy is clearly talented. What do you Michael mean? Jack- this is me. Michael Jackson is not super talented. He's extremely talented. Usher is super talented. Do you see what I'm saying? Junior Wines is talented. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Michael Jackson is extremely correct. talented. Michael Jackson is literally one of those ones where, you know, it's like, like the parable in the, ten, the, you know, the Bible, the parable of the 10 talents. He's yeah. the one that God gave 10 talents, and it's just what it is. You just have True. to accept it. It's like Lionel Messi. It's like um, Michael Jordan. Their talent base is just too strong. It's too much. They get, they have an abundance of talent. But the beauty of God as well is not every, not every time you're blessed with abundance of talent do you materialize with it. Um, I mean, yeah, but also I think there's also the element of what we just. Oh, you you, you questioning God? No, no, no. But what I was, was going to get to is that the element of what we're talking about with Kanye and about how like I have so I. I identify with some aspects of it, but it's like we just went in two different directions. Like I'm trying to be stable and a family man and somewhat nice to people. And he's gone the opposite way. 
And it's like, you almost have to go that way in order to become that level. You, you have to kind of like suffer some kind of... Well, for what Kanye wants, Kanye West is a narcissist. He loves attention. Um, but what I'm saying for Michael Jackson You're not a, guy, like, a lot of bad things need to happen to though. Like you, it needs to get quite negative for you to get to Michael Jackson's level. Like if it wasn't for those... But it didn't get negative though. The, oh, oh, you the mean the like the, of, the press, the attention mean, okay. Yeah, like all of that stuff but has does to it? happen for him. Because if, if if you were well adjusted, you probably just wouldn't go to practice as much as Michael Jackson did, and you probably wouldn't just be but Michael as was well adjusted. Michael was, was well he? He, he, Michael yeah, was well chased, adjusted. Yeah, but he chased all of that. He wanted all of that. I don't think that's a sign of somebody that's well adjusted, though. No, but it's fame, though, isn't it? It's addictive. You want to be. You got prints on your neck. You got all these artists chasing you down. You want to hold your crown, so you start to do these antics, but. I think you, I don't think you I think you do the antics to get big, but I also think you get lost in the source. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, and I think it's I think it's changed somewhat now because Beyonce isn't like that. Hmm. Well, I mean, she has different antics. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Yeah. Her antics are controlled so well, you almost think they're not antics. Exactly. What she has is an extremely managed public persona. Yeah. Yeah. But, Which is an antics yeah. in itself. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, so people will be even like, this, "Oh, you know, Beyonce's not going to say nothing." <laughs> you're like, "Okay," because that's the that's the image they have. So yeah, yeah. you're right. You have to do something for you to be. You're right. You have to do. That's why Will Smith keeps on saying, "You know, if you say to Will Smith, you know, what time is it? Time is like a team, um, an Earth, and when I dig into the hole, I want to see that I don't. I'm not just two hands." And you're like, "You're going to tell me the time or not?" <laughs> Listen, I've noticed it. I watched an interview, um, you know, with, um, they've got this thing on Netflix with Letterman. Yeah. And it's all these celebrity my, interviews. My, my next guest is, uh, my next guest needs no introduction. Yes, like yes. And it's all the big celebrities. Yeah. I just watch every interview. It's the same thing. The sofa, the nice, you know, you wear your best garments, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to throw in a quote from either Lodi, Nishwa, Pondontwek, or Nintwin. You know who those niggas are? Them sound like some deep philosophers, bro. Because the names, bro, I was like, yo, <laughs> yo, them niggas don't even exist. But you know, of if course. you're gonna call a philosopher, it's gonna be a tall off one. You understand? Of course. You know what I mean? And that's Polotov, what they all do. Polotov did once say that in order for one to uh, properly philosophize, one must quote the philosophers. Okay. Well, you, you, don't, you don't think you just said that so he could get his own praise every now and then? <laughs> I made that completely up. There's no philosophical politics, bro. <laughs> bro, that's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, everything. Man, man in the front would be like this. Like, that other brother's deep, fam. I swear to God, I'm going to get that politics book later. <laughs> uh, Can you see the game, Ola? Ola, do you see how easy that was? That was hilarious. That was it. You see how easy that was? I even, I was even to myself. Did I hear that somewhere? Actually, that was... <laughs> I did. Oh look, I swear to you, yeah. I was, if you said to me that was real, I'm never. Why would I question it? You got the name right, the politop. Even the quote was decent, <sighs> bro. Yo, yeah, man. So, you come on, so if you can do that, you could literally just say, I'm a, "Someone said to me yesterday that Jay Z has just put all of Michael Jackson's masters." I said, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So probably, probably, so yeah. Probably, yeah. So yeah. I, uh, I think he's gonna buy it. I said, him. listen, 
I think he's going to buy NBC afterwards as well. <laughs> I said, listen, listen. When I saw Cardi B in the top 200, in the top 20 list, anything's possible in life. Bruh. Man. <sighs> Maybe because B didn't oh. do it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, y'all, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look at life. Look, what you just said there was remember that guy, the Asian comic who got done for sexual assault and it kind of derailed his career, Aziz? Aziz Ansari, yeah, yeah. He and he made up done. that thing. He made up that yeah. thing on stage, and the guy said he saw it. I don't remember this. Where, where was remember, this? he was like, Oh, do you guys remember a commercial that happened? And he made up this commercial. And one guy put his head, he remembers the commercial. And he was like, I just made all of that up. Mad. Just Mad. to show how people would rather be wrong than embarrassed. And, and they'd rather be wrong and and, and uh, part of something than yes. right and embarrassed. Yeah, and, embarrassed. Yeah, and, oh yeah, also like I didn't see. I'm not seeing. He put yeah. his hand up saying he remembered seeing a commercial that never happened. Yeah. <clears throat> Some color in my hair. Yeah, it is. Let me do the summer. Yeah, I was thinking that actually. I was like, yo, it's. This would be good, the little the African player trying to get signed. Look, <laughs> my name is Sangrana now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> bro, man's about to hit the academy real quick. Bro. I look like, a, I look like a Congolese left back. For real, bro. For real. I feel you, man. Play on player. But yeah, I'm gonna let you get on with the day, man. It's damn two All hours right, so that Jason, so that Jason can shut up now. People are gonna start googling. Who's this Jason, bro? They keep talking about. <laughs> One day we'll reveal the identity of the real Jason. But for now... Um, she or he. <laughs> shout out to that. Don't Sultan. ask me, yeah, what, what, you know, what are your preferred pronouns? And I said, God, is that wrong? Whoa, brother. I want to be addressed as God. Yo, Ola, the other day, yeah, I was trying to do my, my motivation. I was going for my, you know, I'm doing my walks now. So trying yeah. to get that motivation. You know, you wake up in the morning, trying to get yeah. some words. So I said, let me go on YouTube, get some motivational quotes. I went to go, I fucked around and clicked on one of those American ones. Yo, two seconds in, I was like, I had enough motivation to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> one was Will Smith here. This is what he said. I don't sleep when I'm tired. I sleep when I'm done. I was like, well, you're going to be a tired, you're going to be a tired motherfucker when you're done. Oh, look, this was the best one. This was the best one, Allah. This was the hey, best but, one. Hey, but, but what, if, what if you get done early? You ever, you ever finish for early? Now, now you napping in the middle of the day. What's going you know on? What it's, you know what he said? They're making you feel bad for things like, yeah, but I finished early, though. You know what I mean? And it wasn't like I slept. It was just a little stretch. Like, you know. But this was the best one, Allah. He said, this wasn't Will Smith, by the way. This was one of those, you know, those, those motivational voices. You know those voices? And you, you, ain't even, you ain't even pushing yourself. You know those voices? E.T. the hip-hop preacher. Basically, sounded like that. And this is what he said. This is what he said. And it had to be the hip-hop preacher because it was a black voice. The average millionaire wakes up at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I was like, so does the average cleaner, though. Like, hey, some of these hustling backwards is all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, so does the average cleaner. Maybe, depending on how many clean jobs you have, you might be up at 3, boy. Then he proceeded to say, some of you don't even know what four o'clock in the morning looks like. This is me. Oh, I know what four o'clock in the morning looks like. I've left many a club at four o'clock in the morning. I said, just in time to see the cleaners starting work, if, to be honest with you. Hey, I ain't seen no millionaires, though. I, I'm just putting that out there. I ain't seen no millionaires. I saw a lot of cleaners, though. And I said, listen, yeah, if 
if I'm making, if I'm a millionaire and I have to wake up at four in the morning, then I don't want to be a millionaire because I'm, I try to be a millionaire so I don't have to see four in the morning. I want someone to wake up for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of money I'm trying to make. Uh, what time did you get up? Well, I get up at I get up at ten, but my 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 um my, I don't know what it is. He wakes up at four. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh, that's when you know you funny. have money, Allah. When you get a motherfucker to wake up for you, bro, man, yo, <laughs> amen. What's everyone going to get? Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> yo, we're doing a Diddy quote. Shit! Is that how long you've become? Bro, it's, it needed to happen eventually, bro. Okay, Playboy, 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 Playboy. All right, Playboy. All right, Playboy. Uh, guys, shout out to all of you guys, man. Shout out to all of you for your feedback, for your um, submissions. I don't think we've got a submission this week. But um, for those of you who appreciate the episode and enjoyed it, um, those of you who are calling us sultans, we appreciate you. Um <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we're going to start this yet, but I refer to you lot as uh, squatters, you boy squatters. Uh, so, yeah, that might be the new name for the BQ squad. You might be uh, squatters for now. Um, Hold on, before we go, before we go, yeah. What's that? Qatar, the Qatar World Cup is coming up, right? This is yeah. going to be a seven-year jail sentence for one-night stands in Qatar as they have a no-sex regulation. And I was just like, that's a lie because... That's a big lie, bro. I was in Qatar, that's I could have had seven one-night stands. And w- w- how would they have known? Bro, it's a big lie, bro. People are going to be bagging, bagging senseless. What do you mean? Them, yeah. them, pro- them yeah. prostitutes are trading harder than the footballers right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my God, man. What, what you say there's you a prostitute mean? camp right now? You saying there's a prostitute camp right now? They're, they're training at altitude, bro. They're up on the mountain. What kind, what, kind of, what kind of lessons are you learning in the prostitute camp? How to, is it like a receptionist training? Good afternoon. Welcome to us. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, those prostitutes must be thinking, boy. I feel sorry for the African ones because they have to pick the, like, the, the, rest of the, the rest of the rest. Bro, I, I, I saw an article in The Sun once. That was about a prostitute who basically her thing was that she targeted the local football fans at the at the stadium near her, and depending on what they wanted, if they were angry because they lost and they wanted to like take out the frustration, she would have the other team's jersey on so that they could like screw her. Or sometimes, if they felt happy, she would wear their team's jersey so that the the punters would get the kind of celebration feel. I Did was like, yo. I said, it's the sun. It was a, they were interviewing her. It's like, yeah, I'm, I bedded this many guys, blah, blah, blah. It could all be true. They embellished that. They embellished that. I like that story, though. <laughs> I like that story. What I'm saying is that you think, you think these, these girls are not going to be ingenuitive with this? Hold on. What I think is they just introduced a new hustle into the world. There was many apostates. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> they, they introduced a new hustle into the world. Oh, that story is amazing, though. <laughs> <laughs> The sun used to be like, ah, the sun, you couldn't get the garden to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, that was, guys. That's a good story, though. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that happens. If that, when you get to the World Cup. No, there's elements so, of truth in that story. Of course. Yeah. Of course. People are going to be handing out the thing and saying, you know, the whole World Cup of prostitutes are here. Who's in your group A? Who's how, in do your you group how do you They're introduce, how do you introduce a to, weird... How do, you just, how do you introduce a kink 
in those moments though. You know what I mean? Like you might be like, mm-hmm. like, I can't forget to myself, if I'm having sex with a girl, I'm gonna be like this, hey, put, put an Arsenal jersey on, please. Look like I, they beat us 4 0, I just wanna come on the jerseys. Like, yeah, but the prostitutes have a conversation up front as to what you're looking for. True, true. But I'm just saying yeah. in a relationship. Would you, would in you, a relationship? What, oh what, my goodness. What if, you, what if you had an urge like that? You know, what if that turns you on seeing your girl in an opposing team's jersey? <laughs> Maybe you can make up a fantasy that's like one of the play, one of the other players wags and you're getting a chance to beat her. Like, you know, people just do all sorts with these kind of things, bro. You could you could turn into whatever, bro. That's a good fantasy. Yeah, what if you're you know you're playing the fantasy like, can I have Ronaldo's name on the jersey? Sorry. <sighs> hey, what if she doesn't say Ronaldo? What if it's one of those players? It's just he's just a he's just a player though. He's just good looking. No ability. <laughs> what if it's Zuma? So he just kick her in. <laughs> what you saying, cats? You saying Zuma is a band around cats? <laughs> yeah, I was, it was the Dave Chappelle punchline, so I kicked her in the pussy. In the pussy. Yeah, anyway, anyway, guys, let's wrap up. Um, <laughs> Thank you very much for your interaction. Please keep hitting us on the socials. It's at Fumbi on Mateo on Instagram, at Fumbi. Uh, no, yeah, at Fumbi on Twitter and at All of the Comedian on everything because that's on Neighborhood. That's on that's Priority on Records. Playboy. That's on Source that's Money. On Playboy. That's, <laughs> that's on... Uh, that's on Masters. That, that's on Masters. That's on I'm Come Together. I'm going to go and buy, buy Jodice's Masters at the moment right now. It's on eBay. <laughs> Just walking around. You know, from your own this is masters. So also, there's there's a set of masters that it's not even worth claiming. You know what I mean? You know, you don't really want you know one twelves masters. Like you don't really you're not really gonna be flexing. Oh, don't do that, man. You're not gonna be flexing though. That's not a statement. You know what I mean? Hey, I got. Maybe source money owns his masters, man. Maybe source money's got the masters to that. Some masters is like yeah. You know, I own Jade's Masters. Okay, well, don't walk away. No, I'm joking. Don't do that, man. Don't walk away was a hit, bro. That was a big, big time, hit. Big time, big time. But, but it's, it's Masters, not Master. You understand? Oh. <laughs> I'm going to need more than just one. <laughs> Even there's people running around in that. You know, I own, you know, I own Jodice's Master. Huh? Yeah. Um. <laughs> freaking you. I own Freaking you. I want the rest. I want the rest. You're better than me right now. We need to actually go. This is too much. Bro, let's have peace. Peace.